Wonderful. So I'm going to pray and um, release the musicians in a moment. Father, you are our Father. And we're thankful that we can be family today. Lord, I thank you that you love us so much that you gave Jesus the gift to the world to save us from our sin. And Lord, we honour you, Lord Jesus, as we lift your name and we lift the word of God today that you would be glorified and magnified and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And if there's anyone in this place, Lord, that needs to come home to you, Father, by your spirit, would you draw them today by your great love, by your great love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Let's thank our musos. We had so much fun. So much fun. Awesome. But I'm going to keep my um, husband here. Yes, the musicians can go, but I can stay. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't take that personally. Oh, no. Actually, Brendan, you might have seen that Brendan wrote that song, Jesus is the Reason, for the season. He's an amazing songwriter, and um, we have the privilege of writing songs to glorify the name of Jesus. And we weren't with you last week or the week before because we were in Singapore celebrating Jesus. Um, Yeah, we were in Singapore and then we were in Sydney last week and um, we had Christmas carols with a church there and then a community carols with thousands of people on last Sunday night. So, but there's no place like home. No place like home. And we bless you and we thank God for you. We pray that this Christmas will be meaningful in so many ways. Um, Christmas can be the most exuberant and fun time, but it can also be a very challenging time where we miss loved ones and we just thank God for His goodness to us today. So bless you. Holy Spirit knows what you need. And so my message is unwrapping Jesus. You know, tomorrow, who's going to unwrap some presents? I know. And how much fun is that? So we're actually going to, we're going to do that in a moment. I've got two presents to give out in a moment. Mm. And I'm going to see who I can choose to unwrap them. Oh, we're sitting up straight. Okay, just like we're at school. (laughs) Let me read the scripture. It's not a Christmas scripture, but it's in the book of the Gospel of John. John was a dear, dear, dear beloved of Jesus and spent, must have spent quite a bit of time just leaning on Jesus' chest. How close is that? I mean, imagine that, Pastor Josh, if some bloke just comes up You know, you're preaching the gospel, you're reading the word, and some bloke like Dave Crowder comes up and just puts his head on your chest. Not weird at all. Just, but that's the picture that John gives of himself. He he was called the beloved of Jesus. So Jesus must have told him often, John, I love you. And I'm sure he said, Peter, I love you. And Matthew and all the others and... Everyone that was around Jesus was loved with an unexpressible, deep, like you know me, Jesus, 
and you still love me. You know the things I've done wrong. You know how I've, how I am. And Jesus loved unconditionally. And as I unwrap my revelation of Jesus for me, I pray that he would come and just reveal himself and unwrap his love towards you. Jesus isn't about religion. He's not about a building. The church are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And children, I'm also very mindful of how Jesus treated children in the Bible. When the parents brought the children to Jesus and they wanted Jesus to touch them and bless them, the adult disciples were like, back off, parents. Jesus, can't you see that he's busy now? I'm just paraphrasing. But the attitude was, he's too busy for children. He's dealing with the adults. The Amplified Bible says, Jesus was indignant. That's angry. Jesus got angry, especially at religious people who, who thought they knew their way to God. But when the children came, the Amplified Bible says in Mark chapter 10, this isn't in my notes, that he picked them up one by one and he held them and he blessed them. If Jesus was here and he is, by his spirit, he's picking you up today and he's holding you and he's releasing a blessing that only he can know what you need. Only He searches the deep things of our hearts. Thank you for smiling at me so beautifully. Kathy, there's a girl. I wish you could see what I see in the children. Yes. There's a girl with a finger on her mouth. I know. She'll have to get it. She's sitting there like this. Okay, let me read the scripture. John chapter one. In the beginning, the word Every time you see the word, word in this scripture, children, you can say Jesus, because Jesus is the word. Jesus. So in the beginning, the word, Jesus, already existed. The word was with God and the word, Jesus, was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The Word, Jesus, gave life and brought light to everyone. This light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. The light of Jesus cannot go out. We can switch the lights out in a building. Wow. I got the power. And we can switch them back on. Thank you, Sam. Let's give Sam a big clap. <laughs> we can turn lights out. We can put a torch out. We can turn them out, off. But Jesus, the light of the world, says, you can't switch me off because I'm living in too many. I'm living. Jesus said, he is the light of the world. But then he turns it around and says, you, you are the light of the world. And this light cannot be extinguished. 
No matter where you go, no matter where you are, you are carrying the light and the life of God. And nothing can turn it off. Nothing can switch it off. You can never turn off the light of Jesus in this world. He will not be extinguished. He came to light our lives with what? Love. Love never fails, it says. So if you choose to love God kind of love, people will turn to Christ. You think, I'm not doing enough. I'm not witnessing enough. I'm not out there evangelizing the world. Yes, you are. You step into a shopping center and you are the light. Make sure you keep patient when you're waiting in a line. Treat people well who are serving us. Be that light. Every believer has a light to give the world. It's a light of eternal life that is within us. Your Jesus light shines in the dark. Your Jesus light shines when you're scared, when you're sad, when you're mad. He can still light the world up. This world can be very cruel and very selfish, but we believers are the light. We're showing another way. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and goodness and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Those of you who are online, we acknowledge you. You are the light wherever you are. If you're alone in your house today, just remember that Jesus the light is with you. He is with you. And if you've never asked Him to be in you, We're gonna do that. You can do that today. Don't hide your Jesus light. Like this morning, singing, and and some people might say, oh my gosh, that song, we wrote J-E-S-U-S in the 90s. And here I am doing it again today. Why? For you. For Him, but for you. People were saying, that was so much fun, that was... That's because there's a light in me that I can't hide anymore. And even through a season of sickness in 2020 and mental health challenges where I thought I was down and out, God's into resurrection. God's into resurrection, Hannah. God's into resurrection. He'll resurrect relationships. He'll resurrect old dreams that you thought were done and dusted. He'll resurrect energy and vitality. He will resurrect us from sickness and disease. He'll resurrect us from mental health and anxiety problems. He'll resurrect us because He's Jesus. And He is all in all. So before I, oh my gosh, in my notes, before I move on to the message, I thought I was preaching the message. Okay, come, this young lady, young girl, Up you come. Now, who's a fast unwrapper? Like you just rip into it. Uh Uh-huh. Are you a fast unwrapper or a slow? Okay, so we've got, (laughs) hold that, hold that. I need a fast unwrapper. Oh, she's a fast. I need a slow unwrapper. You know, you just want to save the paper and you're just taking your time and you're very patient. You went through the Come on, young man. Come on. All right, come up. You can jump up there. What's your name? Zara. How old are you, Zara? Six. Give Zara a big clap. 
and you are? Four. Hello, and what's your name? Joe. Okay, he's making sure you've got the camera on, right? Yes, camera on. All right, fast unwrapper, slow unwrapper. No. Okay, let's go. See what's in there. See what's in there. Oh, very careful. Very careful. Oh, Zara. Oh, wow. Zara. Rip, so rip, slow, rip. so. Oh, oh, wow, fast. Oh, my goodness. What have you got? It's my book. <laughs> the story of music. Have we got a slide? I think we've got a slide. What have you got? It's my other book. Is Vicky Rutsch here? Vicky, Vicky did the illustrations in this book. Yeah, so you can keep that. Merry Christmas, and I wrote in it for you. So if anybody else wants to get my book, after the service, I'll sign them. All right, give the kids a big clap. All right, thank you so much. Okay, so. Let's unwrap Jesus some more. You know, thank you so much, Bonnie. So wonderful. You know, as a child, my Christmases were exciting, but also challenging. Because my dad never joined us at the table, except for one day a year, which was Christmas Day, it was scary for reasons I'm not going into, but it was also, oh my gosh, we're together as a family. We never ate together all year long except for this one day. And it was stressful. Usually ended up with my mum in tears. But part of my memory is the toys that I got as a child. Do you want to see some of my toys that I got for Christmas? Okay, let's have a look at a couple. Nancy. Who's the baby boomer? Baby boomers? Hello? She was a walking doll. Oh my gosh, she could walk. And I called her Nancy and we would walk. So that was one of my toys. Let's have a look at another one. Oh, scooter with big fat white tyres. Uh, no, no electric thing. You had to actually use your foot, right? Use your muscles with that. What about this one? Did you ever get... These are still around, I think. I love, whoever got a barrel of monkeys? Oh my gosh, I love those. Bring them back, bring them back. Okay, so, so the toys that you're gonna receive, children, be grateful and thankful, won't you? And play with them and share them and thank all the people that invested in you. Let's not go into anything else there. Okay, so I've got three points, three points to talk to you about unwrapping Jesus. And um, here's, here's another uh, thought in Luke 2, 7. And she, Mary, mother of Jesus, in Luke 2, 7, brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped, everybody say wrapped, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, cloths, and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. You know, it wasn't because Jesus' parents didn't have enough money. They had money to pay for a hotel. But there was no room. Do you know the journey from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem is about 150 kilometres. And it would take four days 
walking eight hours a day to get to Bethlehem. Mary, fully pregnant, can you imagine girls? Fully pregnant, walking 150 k's or sitting on the donkey with a sore mind and getting to thinking, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go and stay at the Novotel. Ooh, thanks Joseph, let's go, book me in. I need a spa, I need my nails done. I'm about to give birth and he's like, there's no room. So where are we gonna go? Out the back, actually we've been to Bethlehem and it's actually like a cave. And the manger was concrete. Animals, trough, where they would eat. So baby Jesus was put in that manger with straw, I'm sure, and padding, and he was put in swaddling clothes. Let's look at the next picture because we still swaddle babies now. Babies get wrapped up, so when they come out of the womb, they are feeling tight and safe and close and loved. God swaddles us. He wraps us in His love. He wraps us in His joy. He wraps us in His peace. So number one, this is our mission. This was Jesus' mission. I'm unwrapping Him. Number one, to show us the Father. Mission number one, Jesus came. It says in John 14, 9, He who has seen me, Jesus said, has seen the Father. So you think about Jesus, His compassion, His healing, His power, His goodness, His provision. That's what God our Father is like, merciful, loving, kind, extending help wherever we need. Also, our Father wants to be close. Jesus and the Father were one. Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, they are one. They are wrapped up in each other's personalities and characters. And Jesus was demonstrating the love of the Father so people could come to the Father through Him. Because I don't know about you, I had a religious mindset that God was distant and God was far away and I had to do all the good things, bow down, stand up, turn around, sit down, be a good girl to get to the Father. That's not God. Jesus said, just come as you are. Filthy, sinful, come as you are. I love you, I accept you, I take you into my heart, I'm gonna go to the cross for you, and He did. Dying to remove sin, He came so that we might know the Father. Number two, to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. He destroyed sin, He destroyed death. If you were to drop dead your body today and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have eternity in heaven guaranteed. Guaranteed, Jesus came to destroy death. He overcame death by dying on a cross and rising from the dead. And the Bible says He's coming again. Jesus is coming again for His church. His church are us who believe in Jesus Christ. And number three, He came to seek and save the lost. I was lost, but now I'm found. 
I was lost and at 15, I asked Jesus to forgive me of my sin. And I know that I know I was saved on that day. Didn't mean that I've had a perfect life without troubles, cancer, divorce, total loss of business, losing everything. But God has been alongside and within me and Brendan through it all. Through it all. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Close your eyes. Father, we come this Christmas Eve. Lord, to take Christmas into every day of our life. It's not just an event, it's a lifestyle. To receive you, Jesus, every day. To wake up in the morning and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I give you my life afresh again. Lord, I don't understand everything that's happening in this world, the wars, rumors of wars, tragedies massacres, God, but you are God of this life. And all I can do is give you mine, just my little life and ask you to shine through it. So Father, as I invite people to receive Jesus, maybe for the first time, Father, you are illuminating your love, getting rid of all the mindsets that this world throws and barrages us with. Conspiracy theories, financial crises, everything that's happening around us is like a whirlwind sometimes, but you remain the same. So I'm asking Father, by your spirit, that you would release people to receive and respond in this moment. Holy Spirit, you are wooing, you are drawing people to yourself. So children, young ones, youth, young adults, adults, in this moment, what better gift to receive than Jesus himself this Christmas? If you've wandered far from him, those of you online, if you wandered far from Him in your thinking, in your attitude, then you can come back. Come back to Him. The prodigal son was lost in the world and he came home to the Father. And Dad's 
father, his father, Jesus tells us in the story that he embraced him. God is embracing us today. So I'm going to invite you to respond. If you want to give your life afresh to Jesus today, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up in a moment and respond. Why? Because the Bible says that if you publicly declare Jesus as Lord, then Jesus declares your name to the Father. And maybe it might be the first time you've come to church because it's Christmas and your family said, come to church, it's Christmas. But you don't come regularly. That's okay. Just come to Jesus. He'll show himself. He'll unwrap himself to you. So just close your eyes for one moment. I'm gonna ask you to respond. Are you going to fall on your knees and hear? Fall on your knees, oh hear the angel voices all night divine, Jesus. If you want to respond, I'm going to lead you in a prayer to open your heart and mouth and mind to God. On the count of three, would you just put your hand up in the air and say, Kathy, I'm responding right now today. One, two, three. Just put your hand up. Yes, down the front, there's three, four. Thank you, Lord God. Five. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Six. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Seven. Anyone else, just put your hand up and say, that's what I want to do. Thank you, children. Thank you, Lord. I love it. Children are just so, thank you, darling. Thank you. It's about eight or nine people. We thank you, Father. All right. Church, let's stand up. Those of you that put your hand up in the air, say these words to God because he's, looking at your heart and watching you, loving you. Let's say this, Father in heaven, Father in heaven I thank you for sending Jesus, thank you for sending Jesus to, die on a cross for me, to die on a cross for me, to take away my sin. Take away my sin. I'm sorry for my sin. Sorry for my sin. Everything that I've ever done wrong. Everything I've ever done wrong. I receive your forgiveness. Receive your forgiveness. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me and make me new. A new beginning. I renounce the devil and all his works. And I live for Christ Jesus. With your help, Holy Spirit. Now let me just pray for you. Lord, I pray for those who've said that prayer for the first time and in a response. Lord God, that truly they would walk out of these doors absolutely knowing that there's been a transformation and help them walk it out knowing the word reading your word coming to church when they can father and giving their lives to you fully those that online father just confirm touch them right now in Jesus name thank you Lord amen Amen. Let's thank Jesus. Come on. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God.
Thank you, Lord.